To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos, the new big three. And if the pins ain't from them, don't bring them to me. Cause I go off like a rocket launcher. Man, I just hate the beat, I'm a real monster. I can hear the crowd chanting MVP. That's my mantra. Here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers. PNA Bench Warmers Podcast episode 23. Your PNA Bench Warmers are back. Carlos Ramon and Rob. What's up, fellas? What's going on, man? What's going on, man? I'm excited to get this going. We on episode 23 already, man. We on our, our Jordan episode. You know, well, you know, let me say it this way. Being on our Jordan episode, we on our Brian Brian episode. So oh, I'm excited. Let's, the change up. Let's get it rolling. <laughs> Yeah, man, what's up, bro? I'm ready to get it rolling as well. I see you throwing that little LeBron plug in there. We done finally made it to 23. So yeah. let's just get it going, bro. Let's get it rolling. Yeah, I don't think we ever would agree with Lo saying LeBron yeah. growing up or something. This was last year. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I mean, since the last time we recorded, big news has happened. Uh, our Kansas City Chiefs that we – not our Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. But our NFC – I mean, AFC champion <laughs> favorite – Possible Super Bowl favorites have found themselves in the limbo after a disturbing video dropped of Kareem Hunt and his assault on a young lady. Uh, looked like it was from the hotel surveillance. Um, was dropped and it, everything happened so fast after that drop. The, the video dropped probably that morning and that afternoon. It was immediately announced that Kareem Hunt, star running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, has been released. He's recently been on waivers. He wasn't. He has not been claimed. He's currently on the. Uh, commissioner's commissioner's exemplus. Exempt- I'm still trying to figure out what that means. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but you know, you know, just not to be insensitive, we'll first start off with how not okay it is to hit a lady and to hit a young woman, especially as a man. And uh, what was even more disturbing with the situation of the video was just he had multiple chances and multiple opportunities to walk away, even though he was instigated, but. At, at that point, I think you have to realize how much you have to lose no matter how angry he, he was. Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that, and I completely agree. Um, that's never okay uh, to put your hands on a woman. That's how we were taught and raised up, I know. And um, so it's a situation where really, you know, I know that emotions got high. I know, you know, that situations can be instigated by certain people. Um, but at that point... You got to kind of come within yourself, kind of pull yourself out of that. And hopefully you would have somebody, you know, with you, a friend that could reason with you and pull you out of that situation. So um, definitely, you know, not good with the situation. You should never put your hands on a lady. So um, definitely an unfortunate situation with all parties involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. You know, it, it shouldn't have went down. I mean, you, you've seen about it. By, the, by now, I'm sure everybody's pretty much seen the video. You know, and they were trying to hold him back. But the thing about it is, what I think, you know, this is just my conspiracy. 
I think the Patriots leaked that. You know what I'm saying? I think the Patriots, <laughs> there you go. Man, come I think on, the Patriots leaked that. You know, this happened way in February. You think back on this, like, that was months ago. That was almost a year ago this happened. You know, this team is flying. You know, this team is doing well. You know, they've only lost to top teams this year. And then, you know, the Patriots and the Rams at the time. And then, you know, all of a sudden, this stuff, type of stuff leak out. And then one of their best players, a player that led the league, you know, in rushing last year, you know, still on a rookie contract, you know, those type of deals, it was kind of surprising, you know. In this this day and age, you know, and we talked about it on our last episode where we talked about how players with domestic violence constantly get these second chances and constantly get these second chances with somebody that's standing up for something, you know, how the Kaepernick doesn't get a second chance. It was kind of surprising that the Chiefs took that stand and right away released him, you know. And I, I mean, I, I like the move it made. It made it made an example out of him, and it showed that they don't they don't play around with that type of stuff. I like it, but I'm just surprised. I thought they would hold on to him, you know, maybe you know, um, spend him, get house, something like that. But you hold on to a rookie running back, you know, with on that type of contract. I mean, I believe he's gonna get a second chance. No, I think um, uh, it's two things uh, with it that I was looking at is that. I think that the Chiefs had to make that move and take that stance. And I think the NFL, it was more of the things what they had to do before the NFL cracked down. Because, I mean, you think back with the Ray Rice situation a few years back and the NFL, you know, suspended him for only a couple games with the first news of it and then the video leak. So the NFL had to do damage control and PR control. And if you know one thing about the NFL by now, they're all about PR and they're all about public you know, the way they're perceived by the public. So I knew that when it happened, I knew in the video leaked, I said, this guy is not going to be playing football again in the league. I don't think he's going to get a second chance. I, mm. I think it, I think it's over mm. with him. I think the NFL messed up on the Ray Wright stuff, and they're they not about to mess up again. I mean, if he does play again, it's going to be years down the line. I don't think mm. it's any time soon. Uh, I kind of disagree on that with you. I kind of do feel that eventually he will get another shot at, at getting back into the league. Um, of course, obviously not this season and not saying whether it be next season or whatever. But I think he will get a chance down the line. My thing is that I personally feel a little bit differently about the Chiefs in the NFL. And from my perspective, I felt that they didn't do their due diligence in the situation, and I'm talking about taking it back to February. Mm -hmm. If this happened in February, how all of a sudden is the video leaked from a source like TMZ? How could you not get your hands on that video months and months ago? How could you not do your proper research into the situation? Was it a situation where part of this is covered up, where now they're telling us one thing and they're trying to make sure that he's an ex you know made out to be an example? Was this a partial cover-up, or did this just really be brought to their attention so you know for me i'm kind of you know i the chiefs of course they made the right move and letting them go but i still feel that this is a situation where they did it because this got out to the public and i don't know if this didn't get to the public if they would have made that same move no that's obvious i, I think that if the video never would have leaked we wouldn't even be talking about this and I think that if if, Ray, if the video didn't leak of Ray Rice, Ray Rice uh, probably would have been just retiring like last year, this year. Yeah. And I don't think he ever would have been uh, ostracized out of the NFL. It, you know, it's just a thing about it. When the video leaks, you know, that's what Ruben Foster was able, why the White Redskins was able to get away with, with uh, climbing in my way because there's no video 
of the actual incident of Ruben, even though he's formally charged. Uh, I think that it's ridiculous. Um, it's getting harder and harder to really watch the NFL, you know, week by week. So corrupt. You know, man. just how, you know, Los mentioned, you know, earlier, just how Kaepernick is still yet to sign with the team. But yet, you know, guys are, are getting charged and, you know, with domestic abuse and, you know, things like that. And, you know, they, they're getting second chances. But, you know, with this Kareem Hunt, I, I would be surprised if he's in the league again, if he gets another shot. But then again, like you said, you know, maybe years down the line. The difference between Ray Rice and him is that Ray Rice's career as a running back, he was close to 30 years old. So he's on the decline yeah. anyway. So, I mean, Kareem Hunt is much younger. He's like 24 so I mean, he has an opportunity to to miss a couple years. Now, the the ironic thing about it is that I had to, you know, I was able to watch Kareem Hunt and you know just how explosive he is and how you know how good of a running back he really is, really really good. Yeah. And you know, I mean, if he does have to sit out a couple seasons, will he even be as effective? Yo, I say this. I say this. First of all, I don't think he's going to sit out a couple years. He's going to play next year. And I don't know if that's bold or not. He's not going to sit out a couple years. Um, I think, you know, I think the – I'm probably by myself on this, but I think the Chiefs made the wrong move by releasing him. And I'm not saying what he did was right. Hear me out. I think they made the wrong move because we all can agree he's going to get a second chance. I don't don't agree. For – for competitive reasons, they shouldn't have released him with the chance of him going to a division rival, somebody in the AFC, somebody they got to see twice twice a year. So he's going to get a second chance. I can promise you that. He's going to get a second chance. We've seen it time after time. There's already rumors and stuff like that of people saying, oh, what he did wasn't that bad, blah, blah, blah. Again, I don't agree with that. But right now we've seen a trend of these players with domestic violence and, and, you know, things of that nature, getting second chances. What makes Kareem Hunt a young player that's shown that he can run the ball and he's going to come in for cheap? These these GMs, these owners, they're going to definitely give him a second chance. Right now, they're waiting for the storm to blow over. Once the storm blows over, they're going to, you know, take his suspension, sit him down, and then he's going to eventually play half a season next year. I guarantee it. Yeah. I, and, and, and the reason why, partially, I do agree with what you're saying right there, Los is that, of course, this is a different situation, a different scenario, but people thought that Joe Mixon wouldn't get a chance to get into the league based upon that situation. Mm -hmm. That's another one where there was video evidence of, to me, a situation where he did worse. That situation, Kareem's kick is, to me, wasn't as forceful as what Joe Mixon. Right. Yeah. It's funny when people say it, I'm like, bro, it's not okay that you kick the Yeah, job. right. It don't right. matter how hard No, it no, is. right, no. And I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you no, look at a situation. Yeah, right, right, right. 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 You look at a situation, though, where Joe Mixon, once again, that's video evidence, but still, at the end of the day, somebody saw, oh, that's a talented young player. Yeah. Uh, blah blah blah. So all it takes, yeah. as Los is alluding to, is that one owner that is willing to take that chance and that risk for them to go through the whole PR thing of how he's cleaned up his life and how he's yeah. in this type of counseling and he's in blah blah blah. And it just takes that one. Like I, Los I do, and that's that's great. That was a great example because I forgot Joe Nixon. He he he's he not that <laughs> yeah. girl block yeah, yeah. but. 
Not to be funny. Not to, yeah, no, I know that's not a joke at all. Yeah, you know what I mean? I wasn't joking about it. It was horrible. But, I mean, maybe you have to think the only difference between Ray Rice and and Joe Mixon, because Ray Rice punched her and he knocked her completely out. Yeah. So, we got to think that, is it Joe Mixon got another chance only because the girl was seen in the video, she actually got up after he punched her? And, you know, the same thing with Kareem Hunt. Because, I mean, if I was to rank this, I would rank it Ray Rice, Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. then uh, Kareem Hunt. situation. Yeah, I would. I would. But they're all horrible situations. I don't like talking about Yes, yeah, I know. It's, I it's, it's a lose-lose <laughs> lose situation. But, all right, let's move on. So, the Chiefs. Well, do you think that this will affect their Super Bowl chances? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If you watch any little bit of that last game, they don't have – Spencer Ware, we've seen – all seen Spencer Ware at LSU. He is not Kareem Hunt. You know what I'm saying? Spencer Ware is a good running back. Don't get me wrong. He can he can manage a game and he can get you good runs here and there, but he's not gonna break one like Kareem Hunt. He's not gonna hurdle you like Kareem Hunt was doing some games this year. And so they don't have that special, special dynamic yeah, player yeah. that you know they have with what they had with Kareem Hunt. So definitely it hurts their chances. Yeah, being at the rushing game in the league today is so so important to drive a team. I mean, you look at the Cowboys early in the year. Uh, from weeks probably one to, to four, one to five, like a month and a half of the season, they really wasn't utilizing Zeke that much. And yeah. they, they often stalled. But now that, you know, Zeke's uh, touch rate percentage has shot up, and they're, they're, on a, they're a streaking team yeah. now. And, you know, it's no coincidence. The running game is extremely important. If you can't get it going, then your passing game won't open up. Yeah. So, I mean – I mean, I, I mean, you look even look at how Zeke affected Dak when Zeke was suspended with yeah. his issues last year, uh, and Dak struggled. Right, you know, right, when right, Zeke right. got Good back, point. Dak was back to normal. Right. So, you know, Patrick Mahomes, we're gonna see how great he is yeah. in the situation. But yeah, I do think it affects them. I don't think they're as 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 a, a scary team right. without him. So right, and I think simplifying it of the team that's gonna be the toughest team out there for well, two teams could be tough. But if it gets down to it, we know that New England is one of the favorites out there. We have probably a New England and Kansas City maybe matchup in the AFC Championship is what we could mm-hmm. be looking at. And the thing that Bill Belichick is always gonna do. He's going to try to take your number one weapon out of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, when you did that for the Chiefs, if you decide that you're going to make that um, your boy Tyreek Hill, well, then Kareem Hunt can go off and Travis Kelsey can go off and this guy. But now you've taken away another superior weapon to where, okay, now let's focus on taking Travis Kelsey off. We may let Tyreek get his, but we don't have really that threat in the backfield. Or you, you know, move that over to Tyreek and let Kelsey get his, but you don't have that same. So you're just taking out another dynamic um, playmaker. And as you said, you know, it's not to say anything really bad about Spencer Ware. He is who he is, but he's not Kareem Hunt. Um, and so James Conn is not late. Yeah, and so you you don't take away a guy like that and still be the same team. That's If the Saints lost Alvin Kamara right now, they're oh, not the done. same Saints. Yeah, we'll be done. Yeah, so, you know, you don't lose a weapon like that and still be the same team. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, Chief fans, I know that they're feeling away, but I know that fantasy football owners are, are just, I mean, coming up on playoff time, it yeah. could be a more worse time yeah. for you to lose Kareem Hunt. 
as a running back this late in your fantasy season. Playoffs getting kicked off some for some leagues this week, uh, some leagues next week. But man, not to have Kareem yeah. run, and you know you probably that was probably one of your your first round picks. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I mean that 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 really sucks. Yeah, it sucks to not have a guy like that a workhorse, a guy that like you said you invested either a first or a second round pick early in second uh, round. early second yeah. round if he went second round and. mentioned a few weeks ago though the Chargers yeah here we go yeah Chargers they look pretty good against the Steelers no 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 (laughs) no my my Colts are not at that point nah we still got to develop more through the draft He's a monster, bro. That that the, guy, the guy with Sean Lee gets healthy. They have a decision to make. Cause they, they, I mean, you you can't take out Smith. You can't take out Layton. Bye bye, Sean Lee. <laughs> yeah, and then Sean can't stay on the field. Jalen Smith Smith and Vander Esch for years to come to develop together. That is it's a crazy duo. With the Marcus Lawrence on the line. He's very impressive too. That defense is legit, man. That defense is legit. Do you give him a legit chance in the playoffs with the way they No, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think that's but that 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 really has been playing like shaky. You know, like he's he's okay, but he hasn't he hasn't been a Dak that we've known. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't been a Dak his rookie year. You know, of course, but you know, I don't. I mean, I think if the pressure's on and, and the playoff lights turn on, I don't think Dak would be able to perform. Hey, here's here's what I think about the Cowboys and the playoffs. You, you, you must disagree. <laughs> <laughs> huh? I'm letting Lowe's go. I'm letting Lowe's get his in. Yeah. I, I'm going to preface my comments by saying 
they I, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl, and I wouldn't pick them, obviously, to be a favorite. I still got Rams and Saints over there as the top two teams, and I still think that they are in a tier by themselves, still a tier above the rest of the other teams. But I do think the Cowboys still, they have a, an interesting formula, a formula that's proven to be effective in the playoffs. I'm not saying through them, but just the formula period of that defense and them being able to run the ball. You talk about Dak, you know, not being the most effective quarterback, but all it takes is a nice little run in the playoffs. People would have never thought that Joe Flacco would have led the Ravens to the Super Bowl, and all that happened is that everything aligned in the playoff run. He had a solid defense, decent running game at that point, but he just got kind of hot at the right moment, and things just really clicked. So with the Cowboys, that defense isn't going anywhere. That's a that's a solid defense, really good defense. Just like the Giants, though. You look back yeah. at the Giants at 8-18. No one ever – they got hot at the right time. Yeah. That's what that scares me about the Cowboys right now. They're getting hot. You get, you come off a win, you beat the Saints, you got – you confident. You playing with – They're peaking at the right time. I'm not making yeah. excuses either, but if you look at our little three-game stretch before we played Dallas, we played that – we played, you know, dating back to three weeks, we played that Sunday – and we had to come back and play Thanksgiving. And then we had to play again that next Thursday. So it really wasn't an advantage. We, we had a short week coming off a short week. We kind of ran but, out of gas. But the Cowboys had the same situation. Same, same to counteract it. Sunday, they played Thursday on yeah, Thanksgiving. And then they came back. But they had to travel. <laughs> we had to travel. Oh, my God. Now, I'm not making excuses. They played a good game with it. We did have the bro. You having to travel made our made our week even shorter. It, it, it made it made it shorter, but uh, even shorter because like Wednesday we yeah. had practice. But still, but still, all, Tuesday all, they probably left Tuesday. Yeah, but still, Dallas man, come on. Yeah, but, but still, all in all, even with all of that being said, just from my perspective, I still envision seeing Rams Saints NFC Championship, and that's. What, of course, outside of Cowboys fans, that's what the general public basically wants to see is that matchup again. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So, there's been some big-time injuries coming up on this playoff push. Uh, we want to start with the Redskins, who were peaking. The Redskins were peaking, but they turned out to be, I guess, fool's gold. They lost to the Eagles the other night on Monday night. And then Alshon... Man, he let him start to see what y'all saying about Alshon. He Ooh. let me down, man. Wait. I need him to get at least twenty. <laughs> I need him to get at least give me twenty nine points, and he he caused me two two. He caused me two of my leads because he was the only player left. Yeah, and I was down by like twenty some points, and he barely scraped the surface. But that's neither here nor there. But I want to talk about. Wait, 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 hold up, just right quick. So you admitted that we were right about Alshon, right? I just yeah, he's not gonna just skip and jump all over that one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I just want to check and verify that you said that me and Lois, that we were correct about Alshon. Am I right on that? Yeah, y'all were correct. I was <laughs> wrong. I'm man enough to admit when I was wrong. <laughs> he is very inconsistent. He'll give you two 20-point games, and then he'll give you a five-point game. He'll give you a nine-point game, and he'll give you a 20. Yeah, he, I don't know. He let me down. I probably never put him on my team again after he cost me two leagues this, this week. But, um... The you know the Redskins they're down to their third string quarterback. <laughs> they got Mister Bud Fumble running the, running the <laughs> show right now. And and we I mean Mark Sanchez. I mean after all these years, 
I mean, people are like, oh, he got to develop. And this year, he is who he is. Oh, yeah. And he's not a, he's not a, a, a quarterback in the NFL. He probably to pick up being an analyst or, you know, maybe going, to, you know, maybe going to into coaching. But he's not. He's just really not a good quarterback. And, you know, they don't have a quarterback. And they, I just saw they signed somebody named, what, Jane? J- Johnson? Yeah, who is that? I don't even know who that is. He's uh, playing in the American. He's played, bounced around the league a couple times, but he's playing in, like, the new, this new league. They bring it up. He got drafted. So, I mean, he's really a guy. He's really not a no-name a no guy. I, that was a hypothetical no question, player. Carlos. I mean, I knew, I, I mean, I, I knew he had some problems, but I'm just saying, like, he just – He's just random, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they're not, it's nobody out there, you know, and they're not going to sign Kaepernick. And then they throw the report out saying, oh, you know, we were thinking about signing Kaepernick, but they're not going to do that. But I'm just like, at this point, they signing janitors off the street, right? Yeah, it's just frustrating, man. It's frustrating. And especially with the coach coming out saying, yeah, we thought about Colin Kaepernick and Cap back in the league. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad to say because he, he know Father Time not you know now yeah. he's not slowing down either. Yeah. But you know then we found out Emmanuel Sanders suffered a torn Achilles at practice today. So that that really that hurts the Broncos a lot. Oh yeah. Oh, not that they ever really was. In not the that picture, they really had a chance, but, but it mean, might. Yeah. Not trying to have a silver line of this, but it might help them out in a sense because they really need to just be worse and just lose games <laughs> to get higher in the in the yeah. draft. And so, Cousin Sutton might, you know, he's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be uh, showcased more in the mm-hmm. offense, so that might be good yeah. to develop him. Right, man, people just tearing their Achilles left and yeah, right. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like it's the new, it's like the new torn ACL. Yeah, it's crazy these days. Like man. I'm scared I'm gonna tell my team. Okay? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you walking around, you know, Achilles kind of tight, man. What's going on? I'm so paranoid about that. Right. Like I'm only 26, but like you know, like even when I'm playing basketball, like it be in the back of my mind. Like I never thought about ever. Like I used to hoop in high school, whatever. It never crossed my mind about tearing my Achilles. I never thought about tearing my Achilles until like Kobe tore his. Yeah. You know, like it's man, it's scary, bro. They they say it hurt too, and I know two people. That's what's even more scary. I know two. One of my friends tore his Achilles. He's like 27 playing basketball. And another guy I know, he's like 30 something. He tore his Achilles right. playing basketball. I don't even want to think so about it. So I'm like, man, I ain't playing basketball, <laughs> man. They don't that age. I need to <laughs> Bro, they say it hurts so bad, bro. They say it hurts so bad. Like, I, oh my gosh. But anyway, so. You know, just I guess it's that time where you know injuries are, are starting to set in. I guess the, the yeah wear the wear and tear of the season, man. You getting deeper and deeper into the season. And I, mean, just, I think that's I think that's it for Emmanuel. Like once you tear your Achilles, that's pretty much it. And then as a wide receiver, yeah, yeah that's tough. Yeah, he, he yeah I think he's I think he's finished. Especially with his, 
the kind of receiver he is too. Yeah, he's down to make the cuts and depend on his speed. So. Yeah, so I know y'all mentioned Corbin Sutton too. Deshaun Hamilton is another one to kind of pay attention. I know that I thought that was Ramon's boy going into the draft. He kind of he talked was. about him a little bit. So he's another guy that's going to get a little opportunity. He's, his his snaps have been up already. You know, after the um the trade of um um uh, uh, Thomas. Demarius Thomas, man, golly. Yeah, so Demarius Thomas, after the trade of Demarius Thomas, his snaps has already been up. He hasn't been really targeted, but now you have to go somewhere else. You have to target somebody else now that, you know, they, their top receiver out in Emmanuel Sanders. So, man, that's another guy for the fantasy heads out there, you know, or the daily fantasy. I know that's coming to Louisiana soon. So, that for all the daily people out there, you know, somebody else you want to plug into your lineup. Yeah, yeah. Good advice. Good advice. So, the our NFL rankings. You, do y'all care to discuss them? Yes, let's talk about it, man. Yeah, let's see. We had like I know uh, Lowe's want to talk. <laughs> talk let's them. talk about it. Uh, I mean, I guess I should start like with the uh, with the uh, with the. Uh, well, you gonna get it? You gonna get it with the? Uh, with oh yeah, the, we were telling the <laughs> listeners what our rankings are and plugging our Instagram. If you're not following us, O underscore Benchworms on Instagram, follow us, and you can find our rankings and all the other, you know, I guess content we have, which is great. Oh, you want to go and like it now, reminder. <laughs> but anyway, um, all right, we had Los Angeles Rams at number one, the Kansas City Chiefs at number two, the Patriots at number three. The Houston Texans at number four, and the New Orleans Saints at number five. Okay, it was kind of a big deal that we had the number the the Saints at number five to people, but I think people have to understand we evaluate these teams by a week by week basis. So uh, just to explain, you know, with the Texans, you know, they're streaking now on a nine game winning streak. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that that automatically puts them in our rankings right there because of their streaking. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, without going, without being said at number two, uh, because of obvious reasons. The Los Angeles Rams, again, you know, they are been down and their only loss has been to the Saints. And then the Saints coming off that poor performance in Dallas, they, you know, they're my Saints, but I mean, they had to go, you know, at, at number five to me, you know, because they had the worst loss. But they're still in our top five, so that means they're still a strong team. I mean, the I mean I kind of see what people be like. Why yeah, the Saints get fine yeah. with their record, but we again we evaluate from a week by yeah. week basis. I can see the public perception of the Saints being the biggest issue um, on the top five, but really among that top five, I mean there's not a ton of separation between those teams anyway. Um, like you said, the Texans have been rolling down the longest you know win streak in the league right now. You got the Patriots that kind of have everything coming together right now. Um, and going to see them probably really shape up and form for when playoffs get started. Players getting healthy. Gronk's getting healthy. Um, Sonny Michelle is getting healthy. All of that. And they're rolling. And then, I mean, as you mentioned, the Rams only have one loss on their record. Um, and since, you know, that loss, they've beaten the number two team that's in our ranking. So, right. you know. I mean, it just kind of is what it is. Yeah. It's not one of those things where it's like, oh, now these teams are definitely going to got a better chance to win the Super Bowl yeah. than the Saints or, yeah. you know. It's, it's, more, it's more for like, a, you know, if, you're a, if you watch the league and the NFL fan, it's just, it's just an evaluation of, of the league after the week's games, basically. 
in a sense, you know, and, and you know, it's, it, it trends up and it trends down, and that's what makes it fun. And everybody has an opinion, and we appreciate those responses too, and the interactions. But you know, I, I'm comfortable with them. Yeah, I, I think I think I I mean I probably would have a little bit higher, but I like them being at five. If we're being honest, you know, oh, it, it, it's it's a nice hater. <laughs> no, it gives them a chance. They're gonna obviously raise up, you know, rise as they go on. They got a couple tough matchups coming up with the Steelers and the Panthers twice. So I mean, they got a chance, you know, to rate, you know, rise up. Obviously, you know, and I, I'm interested to see how they handle these next few games against the Panthers twice. But then the next, they play the Panthers twice in three weeks. So that's kind of interesting. You know, you can beat a team, but it's hard to beat a team twice that soon. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's gonna be interesting to see. And also the the the, the Steelers. You know, Steelers not a pushover team either. You know, I know they had a tough game and lost to the Chargers here recently, but the Steelers, you know, they show they can score too, you know, with anybody right now. So I'm interested to see how the Saints finish, you know. And they may they, – I wouldn't worry about the Saints. The Saints going to be right back up there at that one or two spot, you know, to finish the season. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. You know, every time – you know, you change things up a little bit. People don't really like change, a little resistant to change. So I think that's – the main thing, and then plus, you know, we are, you know, originally from, we are from Louisiana, and so we got a lot of people um, that are Saints fans around us that look at our content, so obviously that's something that's going to raise eyebrows, but nothing to too really be worried about really in the grand scheme of things, you know. I have a question for y'all, y'all fellas. Right now, today, who's your MVP? Is it Breeze or Mahomes? Ooh, who? I, I mean, I have to say Mahomes, just after that Dallas performance, I mean, in that situation, Breeze didn't perform the best. And, I mean, I think in big, I think as an NFL MVP of any league, or, you know, an MVP of any league, we have to have that moment in a big game, you know. And I think that that was Breeze, that was Breeze's moment. That was supposed to be his yeah. moment, and, and, and he didn't he didn't perform, you know. So I mean, I, I mean, I get a nod to Mahomes right yeah. now, but it's not by much. It's not by much because just like you said, Lowe's, we got two games against the Panthers, which is huge uh, for us. So if he if he if he does his thing in those last two games, and in those games, and then and then the Steelers, if he beat the Steelers and the Panthers, right. we he back in business. Right, and I, and I think you bring up a, a good point, you know, and I don't think that's being talked about enough. The Saints were in that game. The Saints yeah, were right we were. there. We were. Breeze was right there. All Breeze had to do, he had the ball with two minutes to go. One a lot drive, of people man. didn't really, they're not talking about, you know, how Breeze really, he really under, underperformed. You know, a lot of people are not talking about that. You know, and I know before that game, he was the favorite, you know, because Breeze hasn't had that MVP. You know, he is leading the, he was leading the top offense, you know. And so, but yeah, he, he was kind of disappointing, especially that interception he threw there at the end, you know, to pretty much seal it, you know, and it's just, I, I think that wasn't talked about enough, so, but again, he still has that opportunity to, to rise right now, but right now, I think for myself, it's Mahomes, especially if Mahomes can finish strong without Kareem Hunt, then it's a, it's a running way to who's MVP. Yeah, and I, I agree, I think um, because of the performance by Drew Brees, Mahomes took a slight lead, but my thing is, I'm kind of looking at things from a different angle, and I still don't appreciate the fact that the MVP is just automatically looked at as an offensive award. And I'm saying this because a couple of weeks ago, I 
chose someone else as my defensive player of the year. But since then, Aaron Donald has definitely proved me wrong. And I'm willing to definitely say that. And I honestly believe that Aaron Donald should really be in the MVP discussion. But I agree too. I agree with that. I'm yeah, not I agree with that. But here's the thing: he's not in that. He's not in that sexy position. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we can all. I think he definitely should be in the conversation. And it's not even. But he does for our team. Sixteen and a half sacks on the season. Yeah, that's like ridiculous. at this point, like the offense was that's stalling it. against Detroit. This guy single-handedly stripped. Matthew Stafford and got us the ball back and changed the game for us. Where our offense, our, our high power offense, wasn't scoring. It's only it's only, two, it's only two defensive players that has that type of aggression like him and can impact the game, and that's 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 that's, that's Donald and Khalil Mack. Yeah, right. and and the thing about it. Is that is not too like you'll see a DN put up those type of sack numbers, but you you don't see D tackles put up that's those numbers. That's not even their job. That's not their job. <laughs> right. And then on top of that, you talking about a guy that's routinely facing double teams. Yeah. This guy is not like it's just mano y mano each and every snap. Now, like, don't don't discount the Dominican Sue's. Oh, it's, it's important. No, it's, because, yeah. I mean if you double if you double the Dominican Sue. I, you know, inevitably, Donald's going to be open. But that's not to take nothing away from him because he's still a beast. But, uh, you know, because I kind of see that same kind of dynamic on our defensive line with uh, with Sheldon Rankins and, uh, and Cam Jordan. If you double Rankins, then Cam Jordan, you know, going to get loose, you know. But, I, you know, I, I do agree. I do think he needs to be in that conversation. I think that for a defensive player to get it, they have to have, like, those, like, multiple, like, Big huge moments, kind of like what Los just mentioned, like the Matthew Stafford play that he he made. He has to have like five or five or six of those throughout the season before people really say, "Oh yeah, he deserves it." But if you look at evaluate him as a defender and just evaluate him as at him his position compared to other people in his position and his impact on games and impact on his team, he should definitely be in the conversation. But it's just, just like Lo say, it's not it's not that it, sexy position. Because as as a defense, one of the most important, if not the most important thing, is to get to the quarterback, and he's routinely doing that. Yeah, and and the thing is too, with the with 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 the quarterback, you know, not to take away from that, that is the toughest position to yep. me in the league. You know, you have to know every position. I mean, you have to know eleven positions on the field, what they're supposed to do, where they're supposed to be at all times, and Drew Brees, Tom Brady. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, some of the greatest, they they do that so well. Peyton, your boy Peyton Manning, before he left out, knew exactly what every player is supposed to be and what right. they supposed to be. So, I mean, you could see why MVP is mostly go to the greatest quarterback who yeah. had the best year that year. You understand it. But, you know, it. Sam Donald definitely should be in that. Sam. I mean, <laughs> I did it last week, too. Aaron Donald, man. I did it last week, too. I don't know why it's so easy to say Sam. But I'll, kinda... say this. I'll say this. It's, in the history of the league, there's only two defensive players that won def- uh, MVP, and that's Alan Page in 1971 and Lawrence Taylor. You know, mm. of course, the great late Lawrence yeah. Taylor, linebacker in 1980. So that goes to show you right there how hard it is. You know, how many... How many years we go through the NFL, you know, and, and there's an MVP every year, and only two have won it. You know, it's hard. It just almost has to be a down year for the quarterbacks for a defense, and a defensive player shine in order for them to even get recognized. Now, he may get some votes or something like that, yeah. but, you know, it's, it's, it, he's not going to win it. 
Yeah, it'll it'll come down to the two guys that you threw out there. But I just want to at least, you know, we we talked about him before, but wanted to give him even more recognition again because he just been lately just even playing on an even another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mentioned him, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> McCarthy is out in Green Bay as a coach after a pretty successful tenure, man. But yeah. it just goes to show you when Aaron Rodgers, you know, the highest played player in the league, they got the most power in the league. And if he say he don't, you know, he's not getting along with the coach, then, then you know, that pretty much is is the exit, you know. But McCarthy won't be out of work long. I guarantee that. No, he won't. He won't. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things, like you said, Aaron Rodgers kind of has the pull there. Um, and I, I do kind of think it was time in a sense. I mean, what he had a 12 or 13 year run there. Yeah. Um, and after a while, you know, things, you kind of overstay your welcome a little bit. Um, and kind of need to change things up, mix things up. He won't be out of work, like you said, long really at all, but It'll be interesting to see where they go from here and also, too, how they retool that roster because, you know, it's a little bit easier to retool a roster when you don't have a player that's getting paid as much as Aaron Rodgers. But with that, with that deal, now that makes it difficult to fill out your roster. So, yeah. Uh, go ahead, Lo. I'll say this. I think um, who's going to be the next head coach, I think it's going to be Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. You know, for the New England Patriots, they're off the coordinator. You know, he's already an offensive guru. He's had a shot before, you know, when he left Belichick. But I think now he's truly ready to spread his wings. So that's my prediction. And, you know, and I think him and Aaron Rodgers work to get great together. You know, and I think that their, their offense will be back one of those high-powered offense. You know, I, I remember seeing the Packers on the schedule and being scared. You know, seeing the Packers mm-hmm. on the schedule and be like, Dang man, I don't want to face that offense. With Aaron but that Rodgers, was when Eddie Lacy was 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 uh was killing it. Yeah. So I mean, right. I think that the Green Bay Packers, I mean, they want to blame McCarthy, but they 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 have yet to get this man a running back, a premier running back. Who Aaron, are, who, Aaron, who, who, Aaron Jones? If man, they Aaron feed Jones Aaron, is okay, man. He not he not. I mean, when you look at Eddie Lacy, Eddie Lacy was like like. Star power running back, I, like a prominent I, running back. I think that Aaron Jones isn't getting fed enough, and I think when Aaron Jones gets the volume that he truly deserves, you think he's gonna be a dog? I, I like Aaron Jones. I, I see that, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, you then you look at their roster too. I mean, Cobb not who he used to be. Uh, they got rid of Jordy. I think Jordy was doing good in this system. I mean, they right Devontae and really nothing else at receiver. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's just Devontae. Devontae, you know, you got Jimmy at tight end. Jimmy is proven to not be, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, he's been in two plays. He's not as good as he was when he was with the Saints. Yeah. So, I mean, was he a system tight end? That's interesting. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He hasn't. I mean, that's a clear. You got yeah. a clear case. I mean, he was a top, you know, top two tight end with Grunk up there with Grunk yeah. when he was with the Saints, you know. Right. And when he went to Seattle, not so much. And then people say, oh, maybe it's the system that he's in. Then he goes to Green Bay. He hasn't really been that effective there as well. And he's been, and he's always had a great quarterback. Yeah. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I think he might be, might be, he might be a system tight end, man. Yeah. He might be a system tight end. He hasn't been. I hadn't seen him. I mean, is it is it injuries? 
Maybe it's the injury. I think that's partially it, but like you said, I mean, he hasn't clicked and really been the guy that we thought he was since he was in New Orleans. So, I mean, I could definitely see what you're saying. But, yeah, my, but my point is, you know, their roster is not – it, I mean, it wasn't the best offensive roster. I mean, they don't have the, the best weapons for Aaron Rodgers to yeah. utilize. And like I said, how do you go about building that? Now, I mean, you're going to have to obviously build it through the draft or something like that because you don't have the capital or the money to really go out there and do it when a guy like Aaron Rodgers is taking up so much. What people don't look at is a lot throughout the course of Tom Brady's career. Tom Brady is, I don't think, ever been the highest paid quarterback in the league. He's routinely taking pay cuts so that they can still have and flush out that team around him. And so that's why they've been able to contend year in and year out. Am I saying that you have to go that way? No. Aaron Rodgers, you get your money. You deserve your money. But also, too, when you get that money, you got to factor in, too, is that going to impact winning? Because then, once again, they can't build out the roster like they would if you did take less. So, give or take situation. Yeah, everything he's done in the league, if he's the best player in the league, people saying that, which I think is Aaron Donald's the best player in the league. But uh, if you think that he's the best player in the league, which he's been highly regarded, definitely the best quarterback in the league, then, I mean, he got to get paid like one. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to put a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers, too, because now the coach they get in is going to be his choice. Yeah. So... I mean, if he don't perform then, then people going to start giving yeah. that side eye to yeah. Aaron Rodgers. So, you don't have a scapegoat there anymore. You got to gotta So, I mean, who's your, who's your guest to be the next head coach? Uh, I mean, I, I really <laughs> like Josh McDowell. Yeah, that I think that was a good call out, of course, for obvious reasons. I don't like that guy. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, I really don't have much to say about him. But, I, to be honest, I really don't know. I don't have anybody pinpointed. But the one thing that I do pray and wish that it would happen, which it won't, is that Nick Saban will take that job in Green Bay. We got to get him out of college football. But that's, a whole, but that's a whole yeah. other, that's a whole other thing. We definitely got to get him, bro. situation, man. I'll tell you. Yeah, man. How many times you got to win, man? Just let it go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so gonna do something else so, now, no, man. It, it should be boring now. Yeah, it, should, it should definitely be boring. Just... just only you know, not you know, just coasting like he's been coasting for the past <laughs> decade. You always gonna be, you always number one. You always, you know, in the playoffs. You've been in the playoffs every year. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah, know, go get a challenge. Do something that's challenging. Yeah, man. pick up something that's gonna be. Man, I think Nick Saban. I think. He's quiet. He's quiet about it, but I think he has that mumble mentality. He want to be regarded as the greatest of all time, but I think he's already in that talk. Oh, he. Yeah. I think he is the greatest he of is. all time. He so, is. you know, what could have been in Baton Rouge, man? I, that's what I think about all the time. Blame the Dolphins, man. Blame the Dolphins, yeah. man. I still don't like the Dolphins, man. Yeah, and they've been suffering ever right, since. Right, right. They've been relevant. Right, and so, then and then just one more quick one. What if Urban Meyer has the quickest retirement ever? <laughs> just left Ohio State and then winds up in Green Bay, but that likely won't happen. I'm just throwing uh, it Yeah, after he retired <laughs> yeah. because that's a good transition, man. <laughs> that's a good transition. I, I actually think that he retired because. Uh, of health reasons, yeah. so I, don't, I don't think they. I don't think he. I don't think he'll be back. I don't think he was supposed to be coaching this year. But yeah. you know, it's kind of funny though because he, he he had a lot of controversy surrounded yeah. around him too. 
I don't know if that had anything to do with his yeah. retirement. And then, to me, he kind of gave a little bit of a cryptic answer as to whether or not he would coach again. It was almost like, you know, I don't think I will. But, like, it, he basically didn't completely close the door. And the thing about it, if you look years ago when he left Florida, the same thing. Health complications came up. He left Florida, got out of there. That was after the whole Tim Tebow era and all that kind of stuff. And then the Ohio State opportunity presented itself, and he took it. So, you know, that guy, he may be off a year or two, but get that itch again, and something may come up. But Yeah, that's interesting, man. That's interesting. So, uh, uh, just, uh, uh, you know, NBA talk, I guess we could transition there. If we covered everything football-wise. Yeah, right? yeah that's, that's, that's it. Yeah, um... Just, I guess, where we want to start at. Where you want to start at. There's a couple storylines there. I got an interesting one. What's up? I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but what's your, what y'all guys' thoughts on Derek Fisher becoming the the head coach of the <laughs> that LSU? That is not what I want to say. That's some that's, that's 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 at the end of the pod. <laughs> you know, I'm saying, the credit. Give NBA some love, man. What y'all think about that? I don't, That's I, 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 I don't be honest with you. I, I don't care. When I deleted scenes. Yeah, I don't I don't care about I really don't I, care about it. I I don't know if it'll make much of a difference out there. I mean, they were already really one of the contending teams out there in the WNBA. So I mean he's walking into a good situation. He got Candace Parker over there. He didn't really work out and pan out in the NBA. So maybe maybe this is his like test run and trial to show NBA teams that, hey, I can do it here. Maybe this can translate, and I can eventually get back into coaching the NBA. But, you know, I I don't know. I'm just glad Derek Fisher got another shot, man, because he's one of those guys kind of like Jason Kidd, you know, where they actually went from playing one year to being a coach the next year, which you rarely ever see that type of stuff. You know, and with the Knicks, he really, he really was like on one of those – you know, he really didn't have control type of thing. Where yeah. He's just kind of a puppet. Yeah. And so I'm really interested to see him really run his own team and see if he can get that L.A. Sparks team, uh, LA, um, the L.A. Sparks to, you know, be a contending, back being a contending team to, you know, win it all again, you know. And so I, 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 want, I wish, you know, of course, Derek Fish is one of the Kobe Bryant's best friends. So, you know, he's a friend of mine. He's Kobe. <laughs> Too much drama <laughs> right to Derek, what I know. You know, to be like to be heading for him. I, 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 I mean, golly, I mean, he's been in a wreck, you know, uh, everything almost, almost died. He, he got him and Matt Bourne's issues, <laughs> like, it's just been like, man. And then, meanwhile, he just on broadcasting for a little LA station. Like, I just know we have seen him just take some time, like, and just chill, man, just chill, Derek. Just, just, you know, get your get your stuff to go. Now you're going with the L.A. sports. It's just like, man, he just, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. Derek just, I don't know. I, I used to love him when he played for the uh, Lakers. I mean, five-time champion, but I don't know. I just kind of, I don't know. I don't got much to say about Derek right now. Uh, but it'll be interesting if he does, you know, turn actually have some success there. 
But um, stay. I guess we could stay in L.A. now uh, with the KD quote yeah. that he said about LeBron. I mean, you want to? You got a better memory than I do. You want to summarize? Uh, what he said. I mean, pretty much to kind of sum it up, what he really said essentially is that they, you know, we're talking about LeBron's situation and how the Lakers, of course, are gonna, you know, pursue a second superstar um, next offseason. and he just talked about how, you know, it may be partially kind of difficult to do that because of really the circus that surrounds LeBron and um, kind of how the media latches hold to LeBron. And for the lack of a better term, LeBron has a bunch of fanboys out there. And so pretty much if you do uh, pair up with LeBron and things go wrong or anything like that, you know, it's pretty much everything going to fall on your shoulders. Kind of partially why Kyrie kind of got out of there and different things like that. So pretty much to say, you know, that it may not be as simplified, you know, of the Lakers getting the second guy and pretty much that, you know, a situation, the media situation around LeBron can be toxic, but he also said that that's not LeBron's fault and that he wish it could just be about basketball, so. Yes. So, I mean, my, do you think it's a smoke screen? You know, because he is rumored, he's in rumors to come to L.A., so it is a small screen. Or do you think that it's, it's maybe something that sentiments that he putting out there to because he has plans to t- actually team up with a person like Kawhi, who we mentioned in his quotes. You know, like Kawhi would do yeah. well with LeBron. You know, that's because I want to go to Washington, uh, New York, and me and Kawhi are gonna take over. Like, do you think it's something like that? Like, what do you think his motive behind it? So his uh, to answer your question, I think his motive is exactly that. I feel like you don't openly come out and talk about a team unless it's something there. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, NBA players don't do that these days. And they didn't talk about targets that players that possibly might come in, like Kawhi Leonard. So I think it's more build-up for him to come to the Lakers. You know, of course, I'm looking at this in a biased light, of course. But I think it's more of so, okay, you know, next summer come, he's a free agent. Boom, you know, Magic get his other free agent that he promised. And then it's looked at like that. You look back at those comments like, oh, man, Kevin Durant really, he's, he really want to take on the pressure of being in the LeBron spotlight. You know, that type of build-up type of thing. Like, he said, you know, nobody want that nigga toxic, but he's taking it on. You know, that type of thing, you know. So I think it's that reverse psychology mind game that he's doing right now. I think he's ultimately going to be with the Lakers. Yeah, no, I actually agree with that. Your, your point right there is definitely what I agree with, that it's like, He's painting it and building up this challenge for when he leaves Golden State that he took this on. So I, I completely agree with you. I co-sign on that. So I don't really have much to add to it other than, you know, I think he's going to be in L.A. as well. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do, what I will say about the comments, I do think that there is some truth in those comments. Mm-hmm. And I do... 100%. Yeah, and I do think that there are players out there. I mean, we just saw Paul George decide not to take that opportunity. I, you, you know, Kyrie lead that Kyrie opportunity. lead that opportunity. And I, since of course uh, Kawhi has gone to Toronto, I mean, I felt that Kawhi isn't going to sign with the Lakers. I didn't feel that he would take that opportunity. I could be wrong when the summer comes around, but I just haven't felt that once LeBron was there that he would go and do that. So. Especially with, with him being the number one, he's on the number one team in the in the league right now. The best, the, the, yeah, he's on the record, the best record team yeah. 
in the league with the Toronto Raptors. So I don't know. It's going too well in Toronto for him to consider the league. He yeah. fits better with with uh he fits better with Kyle Lowry than than Demar yeah. Rosen. Did. He's, he's he's better than he, Demar. He's Demar better than Demar, and he's the guy there. There's no question there. He comes to L. A. and it's still somewhat of that struggle there. It's still. LeBron, you kind of in that LeBron shadow, honestly. Yeah. You know. I, I said this. I love it though. I love it for the NBA and for these GMs. So look, you look at past these past off seasons, these GMs taking shots on these star players, giving up key pieces, taking the chance, and they ultimately these are paying, paying, um, paying off for them. So you got, you know, that's still we still got you know most of the season to go, but you know right now that's paying off for them. I can't see Kawhi leaving a situation like that where he. Is the man, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Where they're pretty much kissing his feet right now, saying, "Hey, please stay." You know, I see him staying there. You know, so that paid off, and it paid off for the Thunder. So, you know, that gives you something to kind of look at. You know, this offseason because I know the Lakers been kind of wanting to keep their key pieces and stuff. You know, this offseason coming up, where these players coming in their last year saying, "Hey, you know, I'm not gonna resign here. Get rid of me." It makes it interesting to see if the Lakers continue to hold on to their young pieces. Seeing all these recent past guys aren't, you know, or or get traded to these teams and getting comfortable and staying with those teams. Right, right. And I think a, a key point on that, like you were saying, I think that this offseason will really determine that. If the Lakers, I think, let's just say the Lakers swing and miss on KD. I don't see the Kawhi thing happen. So let's just say they miss on a bunch. I do think that you'll see them be more aggressive and be willing to shop that young talent to try to go get a talent like Anthony Davis out there or, or someone along those lines. So I think, like you said, that's going to be an interesting situation um, to monitor as the season goes on, but especially as we go into the you know the offseason after this. So, But the one thing that's interesting as well is, to me, how the Clippers are positioning themselves. Yeah. Because that's a team that's going to have cap space at the end of this year. And no one probably outside of that locker room and probably not even in that locker room saw them being having a chance to lead the Western Conference this far into the season. So it's been kind of crazy to see the way that they've been playing. Um, and on that, shout out to Doc Rivers. I've been a person that's been very hard on Doc and said that he was the most overrated coach um ever and he's kind of proving me wrong at this point so <laughs> yeah they they doing pretty well they actually uh i think they i don't know if things channel they in the top five in the west yeah right they now. were number one last time i checked but, but they but i mean it's, it's really early though. super early yeah. yeah i mean i don't think any team in the league has been playing serious like you look at the golden state warriors they they like you know when you look at the standings they don't look like a team that's really taking it serious right now. They they only we the Lakers are fifth. They're fourth. Boy, like so, we don't want that to stay like that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you, you, then you look at Portland. They was on fire at the yeah. top of the league. Now they in the eighth spot. So it's just too. Early. The West is just so crazy. You look really one through fourteen in the West, and. All of those teams would... Five days back. Yeah, but, I mean, obviously... The only you, team that's really, really bad is the Phoenix Suns. They, yeah. They <laughs> After Devin Booker said, I'm, I'm tired of missing the playoffs. I ain't missing the playoffs no more oh, <laughs> going man. into this they season. Done. They are horrible, man. Yeah. They are horrible. But, yeah, I, I do think that, you know, the East, I think that they they taking it seriously, you know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, the Saints. The 76ers are playing the Raptors right now. So, 
I'm interested to see how that turns out. But, yeah, I mean, basketball headlines are very short and far in between. I don't yeah. think, is there anything worth covering anymore? <laughs> nah, I think that's pretty much it for what's going on right now. <laughs> let's, let's take some time to talk about how horrible the referees have been in football. Not just NFL, but college. You know, like, it's been bad, man. Like, I don't – I think that they it's so much – uh, is it? I think that it's so much weight on player safety that even the referees are confused. Uh, these referees are, are are like not taking it seriously. One thing I one thing I did say I think the NFL I think their referees are part time. I think that they should be full time. Yeah, I mean I, I feel that. You know, if NFL players are required to go through camp and training camp, why aren't referees? Having to go through that same process. So I say something interesting this year, you know, and I think this is the first time it's happened. But referees actually get fired and moved off games because of their their poor performance. Yeah. You know? And I think that's something else they should do: hold their feet to the fire. You know, that makes it more crucial. You know, maybe the game. You know, that may cause the game to slow down a little bit more with them discussing penalties and stuff. But that holds their feet to the fire. You know, you're just not gonna come out here and just make any type of call. Just, you know, because you feel like it's right, you know, you're going to really discuss it. You're going to make sure it's the right call, you know, especially if you start taking, start, start finding them. Find, like, these players get fined for hits and penalties and stuff like that. Start finding these dudes for causing people games and stuff like that for terrible calls. Yeah, I, I hope. I think that'll make yeah. a change, and that's what they need to do, you know, these wrestlers. I think, yeah, yeah. I think that that would, that would hope they're holding them accountable. Uh, you know, I look at the Saints Cowboys game where his knee was clearly down in a pivotal play. It could have been a fourth down, but you know his knee was was clearly down before the line, and it was the first down. And Coach Sean Payton couldn't challenge because he used all his challenges. But you know, it's just simple stuff like that that they're not catching. Then it's targeting this roughing the passer thing. They had oh, got right. on the same page oh, with. It's just, you know, I think more, more time needs to be spent training these referees. Like, you know, it, you know, I look at the A&M LSU game, oh just my. freaking terrible. Yeah. Some of the worst refereeing I've ever witnessed in person. Like, you know, you know how people always say, did they pay these refs? Like, yeah. no, literally, did y'all pay these refs? Or did they go to Texas A&M? Because some of the calls they make are just bad. And, you know, like Carlos alluded to, you know, like for the big Chiefs-Rams game, they actually pulled refs off their game. And they put some of the, the who they thought were the best refs in the league on that game because that was such a pivotal game. I think every game should be that way. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. why just for the Rams Chiefs game? Like, right. Every game should have every the best of the best. Every game is important. Like you said, man, that LSU game, I personally, I don't think I've seen a referee in worse than yeah. that since the replacement refs in the NFL. The replacement refs were probably the worst that I've seen. But that Texas me, me, ain't me and you. We, me and you, Coach Biddy Ball together. Remind, I've seen better referees <laughs> out there than I did. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree, bro. I that that game was so ridiculous. You tell me that LSU basically won that game three or four times and got it taken away from them each and every time. Yeah. And to me, the biggest thing uh, for me was the the catch and fumble that didn't even get reviewed. Right. The guy he catches the ball. When he catches it, and he, he plants a foot. Yeah, then he turns, fun. plants another one, gets hit, fumbles the ball. Game's supposed to be over. You say it's an incomplete pass, and then don't even review it. How the quarterback? How the quarterback fumbles the ball, and 
and uh, try to recover, you say he's down. And you don't even have possession of the ball. When his yeah. knee was down, his hand was on top of the ball. He didn't have yeah. the ball in his that, possession. That's just like, for instance, all right, we see this all the time. When uh, football gets loose and a player jumps on it, they don't automatically have possession. That ball, they can jump on it, have it for a second. It's third out. Somebody else come and get it, it. Yeah. And, and then that team have possession. So if it's automatic that when the the ball is down on the ground and somebody is down with it, that they have possession, then that would change the way a lot of those fumble situations happen. So I don't know. It was I don't know. How, how, how your coach get a Gatorade shower and you still lose the game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was bad. How the thing about it too? How was he dry from that at the end of the game? That tell you how long it went on too. <laughs> I know, right? He was, he was dry like he had. It was like seven overtimes. Yeah, that was, that was ridiculous. But it was a great game, but it was just man, I just hate like that cost us a possible playoff spot. Yeah, referees got to get better. Referees got to get better. But even kind of on the college football front, just a little bit. Not that we got to go too in depth. But what are y'all feelings on? Uh, the top players basically sitting out of these bowl games and saying, you know, I'm going to just kind of save myself for the draft. I'm going to eliminate all the, the risk that comes along with playing it as opposed to playing that final game with your teammates that you've been in the trenches with all season. I get it. I get it. I understand it. I mean, do I agree with it? I think it's just it's just your personal choice, honestly. You know, does it matter uh, to an extent? No. I mean, you play in that bowl game and risk getting hurt, then that's your NFL career. So, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with guys wising up and, and you know, not participating in that last game. Yeah, I respect it. You know, they they, they protecting their investment. Their investment is their body, you know, it's their game, you know. So, I respect it, you know, just like anything. You know, we all want to protect our money, you know. We only get one body, you know. You look back on a situation like Jalen Smith, he played that bowl game, you know what I'm saying? Jalen Smith was a guaranteed top 10 pick coming out that year, you know, and he was one of the, he was the top linebacker coming out, you know, and he had that, of course, that freak injury where it messed up his knee pretty bad, and, you know, he dropped to the second round, you know, he still got drafted second round, but if you look at that in the scheme of things, he lost millions of dollars, you know, and so I, I agree with it, you know, and I don't have a problem with it, you know, I, I like that these guys are doing it. Yeah, yeah no, nah, I, I agree with y'all as well, man. I think that it should be up to the player at that point. It should be their decision completely. And you should respect what they have, you know, what they decide to do. I've been seeing even, you know, from a local perspective and seeing, you know, being connected to LSU that everybody, you know, is paying Devin White to be the hero. And now agree, not everybody paying Greed to be the villain, but some people are in a sense. And I think that they both made the decisions that they felt, you know, is best, best for them. You know, Devin White felt that he want to play this game. He want to stay in the trenches with his teammates. He want to finish out what he started. He want to get that 10-win season. He want to fight for all that stuff. Greedy has a daughter. It's not just about, you know, other relatives and other family. He got a, a, a daughter that's relying on him. And so he has an opportunity to make life-changing money, not for him, just himself, for his daughter and for generations after that. And so if he wants to protect that, I'm totally fine with that. I'm totally cool with it. Obviously, selfishly, as an LSU fan, I would like to see him play, give yeah, us a better chance to win. Yeah, yeah. But um, I feel like Greedy alone got that NFL hype off that play last year in the bowl game. And ironically, he yeah. was it was it was it the bowl was it the was they played in Dallas last year, right? Uh, For the whole season opener. 
Yeah, yeah. You, you talking about when they played against um, BYU. Yeah, and he yeah, had the interception. Yeah, against... he had the interception. And that's when he really got put on the map. But Greedy, man, they, they got him going number three. Yeah. Wow. But you look at the league, you know, the league is such a pass-happy league. And so, you know, cornerbacks right. are so important now, really, in the league. Their value is, has shot up tremendously. So. so what do you think about Derrick James? Monster? <laughs> he a beast, yeah, right? Yeah, he, He's really good. Yeah, he's he's really good. He's gonna. I think he's gonna be a superstar in this league. Yeah, yeah. it's I been know. a pretty to me solid rookie class though. Um, yeah. Like I mean, you look at Darren James the way he's performed. You look at Leighton Vanderesh. Me being selfish, you look at Darius Leonard the way that he's performed. One of the top tacklers Danielle in the Hunter. league. Your boy Daniel Hunter. Daniel Daniel. He's not a rookie. He's not? No, he's been in the league for for a couple of years now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you know, he came out of LSU some years back. Uh, I don't even remember. But you look at that, I mean... <laughs> I don't remember right. Well, he didn't, they didn't use him right at LSU. He he could have been what he is now, but they didn't use him right. Uh, but you look at uh, your boy that's been... Or is low it? team, Saquon, that's been performing. Yeah. The rookie quarterbacks have been solid enough. Uh, no, they haven't. I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson's been good. So you don't think the rookie quarterbacks have been solid? Rookie-wise? I mean, uh, I'm not sorry. Record-wise? No. Well, we, I mean, obviously they all coming into bad situations. They not about to turn their bad situations around like that. But, I mean. Yeah, I think they've been pretty decent. Yeah, Denzel Ward has been good. Uh Dante Jackson has been good. Yeah, he's been surprisingly good. Better than he was at LSU. Yeah. Honestly. So, some rookies have been really performing, but, I mean, yeah, Duran James is ridiculous. Yeah, Duran James is on another level. I mean, but I still think that with the rookie class, the year before last, probably was one of the best ones I've seen in a long time. Uh, um, with Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams. You mean last year? Yeah, last year. Last year, yeah. Oh, yeah. Graham Check, uh... Naming all the Saints players, right? <laughs> Good job, right there. You really going? You really going in depth, right there? In depth analysis, every Saints player. Nah, but um, yeah, I, I do think that uh, younger guys are uh, are doing, you know, are developing at a quicker rate. Markel Folks, why how we didn't talk? That's a very pretty big deal, man. We talked about that last week, didn't we? Uh, yeah, Markel. Yeah, we've been we've been talking about Markel a lot. But, man. You know, they, they, he got diagnosed. It came out that he got diagnosed with the shoulder issue. Yeah, some neuro blah blah blah, whatever they call it. Stephen A. said that he's the biggest bust in NBA history. Do you agree? Uh, there's a, as of now, I mean, as they, of now, yeah. Do you remember Anthony Bennett? Yeah, Anthony Bennett. Uh, Kwame, Kwame Brown. Who who you were saying, Los? Easily. I don't know, man. This might be just as bad. I mean, because he hasn't really... I, I still got Anthony Bennett at the top of my list, man. But Anthony Bennett was one of them guys who was like, what? When, they, when the Cavs picked him, he was like, who is that? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? When Markel Fosse, you know, he was, a, he was a star in college. Yeah. Even though I still didn't know him, huh? So, yeah. So y'all trying to tell me Greg Oden's not the biggest bust? No, man, don't do that. No, Greg, dude, okay, man. this is why Greg, I can't say Greg. Greg. Yeah, yeah, this is why I can't say Greg because Greg had good moments yeah, in the league. He did. Greg just was injury prone, and that caused, huh? Did he have good moments? 
He did have good moments in the league, bro. Yeah, he did have like eight games, <laughs> right. like twenty right. and stuff. Nah, bro. You, you, this is why I say he's the biggest bust. He's the biggest bust because he went number one. We can't say Markel Fultz the biggest bust right now because yeah, you know Lonzo is promising and you got Tatum. He's promising. Those players are promising right now. But you passed the Kevin Durant right now, who's arguably right now is a Hall of not even arguably, he's a Hall of Fame, future Hall of Famer right now, you know, and you got a top two player, you pass up on that with Greg Oak, who's been out of the league, you know, and I know he had his injuries or whatever, but again, Markel Fultz going through his injuries too, we not giving him a pass, so that's why I say he's the biggest plus. Mm, I'm, I'm gonna still, I, I feel you on that, I feel you on that that they did pass on KD, but Anthony Bennett, man. The Blazers <laughs> always getting it wrong. That was a weak class to their to they to their defense. That was a weak weak class. It was Which trash. Which one? Anthony Bennett's class. It was. It trash. was, but Anthony I mean, Bennett, at least the number one <laughs> pick, like was in that class, and he did. He took him into Indiana last year to really bloom. Who he did? Really had to, he was bouncing around. Who did? Victor Oladipo. But he was nice in, in Indiana to me, though. He was you nice right? in Indiana to me. No, that's what I'm saying. It took him getting to Indiana to show his talent. No, no he's talking about Indiana in college. He talking about, yeah, when he was in oh, college. I think he need a change of scenery, honestly. So they show number one pick, and you not getting anything out of them, bro. Now, granted, they got Ben, and they got uh, they got Embiid, and they got Jimmy now. So I mean, but still, you want some type of value for your number one pick? They can really set you back. Man, just like we said, I'm glad they did do that because we wouldn't get it. We wouldn't have got Lonzo. Right, like they said though before, if they would have took Jason Tatum, my goodness. My goodness, that that would have been a crazy uh, nucleus to build around for years to come. Yeah, but I mean, Jason Tatum hasn't been too high lately. Yeah, he's inconsistent. He's up and down, but he yeah. still shows the flashes he's that he's gonna be. Yeah. yeah, he still shows the flashes that he's gonna be a superstar. Do I think that he's a little overrated in a sense of the fact that I think they I looked at something recently and said he's only had one game in his career over twenty six points or something like that. Um, and I think that, you know, people just look at the higher moments a lot with him. Mm-hmm. But And he had an extended amount of time yeah. to be watched because he had a playoff run. Yeah, so. but when it comes down to it, I still think he's going to be a star in this league, oh, like, yeah. a bona fide star in the so. league. I, yeah, so I think so, too. And one thing I am kind of excited about this year, you know, we can all kind of talk about this, you know. I'm excited to see the Lakers' young team get to the playoffs and get that experience that Tatum got last year, you know.
like a, a 74 or something low. You know, it's like that. I think that putting them on that level, putting them in the playoffs, gives them that spotlight where people can see them more often, you know, in the seven-game series where they can perform. So I'm really interested to see this young Laker team. Hopefully we, you know, continue doing what we're doing and make the playoffs. But I'm interested to see them in a playoff environment, that crowd and that environment going. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. So that wraps up another episode, fellas. Um, just uh, you go ahead and say it this time. <laughs> you begin it. First of all, you want to make sure that you are liking us on social media. Make sure you're checking out our Instagram that we talked about earlier um, at O underscore Benchwarmers. Follow us on Twitter at O underscore Benchwarmers. Uh, make sure that you're subscribing to all the platforms that we're on. So we are on iTunes. Uh, we are also on Google Play and Stitcher, so you can find us there. Make sure you're subscribing so that you can hear us each and every week. Uh, we really appreciate y'all. We appreciate everybody that's listening. We appreciate everybody that's interacting with us on social media. Um, we just want to keep it going. And so I think that pretty much is it. I think that kind of wraps it up, and that's normally how you do it. So Yeah, <laughs> just switch it up. Yeah, this time. just switch it up. So. I like that. I like it. Yeah, so we out of here, man. Appreciate All right, y'all. Peace.